Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only podcast with its own player app. Enjoying my last day of my 40s, I am Boomer Bob. And so fed up with women, he wants to transition to show them how it's done. Jane Jamingo. How's it going, honey? <laughs> Your half of that intro is right. I am fed up with women. Bob, we've given them too much power. They're drunk with power. We got to reel them back in. They're on social media canceling everybody. They've got men trying to white knight for them because they think they're going to get laid and they don't like them. And here's the thing, guys. I know you think that your social justice warrior is going to get you some poontang, but it's not going to work because the women, as much as they say, I want a sensitive guy, they don't. They want that guy, the, what's the guy from, um, Game of Thrones, that badass guy from Game of Thrones. I can't remember. I didn't watch that show. I know. But they want one of them. They want a warrior. They want someone that can protect them, provide for them. That's what they want. They just don't want to get the shit beat out of them. Listen, guys, we can do both. We can be nice to women, and then we can also be a manly man. And that's what we got to do, Bob, because China's already starting it. And if we don't stick it with China, they're going to kick our ass. We'll all be eating with sticks, Bob. So... Men in China have kind of wimped out. They've kind of gone a little soft, I guess, as the... Well, I got this story from the BBC News, and it says China's promoting education to drive boys to be more manly. I've been saying this for years. These goddamn participation trophies and all this other... And helicopter parents, and they get whatever they want. This is ruining men. I listened to another podcast, and they had a... Uh, kind of an impromptu guest come on the other day, and he, this this person, realized that they were gay or, or came out, I guess, as gay when they were roughly 15. And when they were 18, they decided that they wanted to transition, so they started taking the transition medications. All right. All right, to, to stop testosterone and stuff. And then two years later, they decided, no, that was stupid. And the reason they were doing it was because their little LGBTQ group of friends were like trying to one up each other with, with how, I guess, I don't know, gay they could be, how, what, you know what I mean? How far into it they would, they would go. And and this person was like, Oh yeah, well I'll just go ahead and transition all the way. What do you think of that? Yeah. And it's like, th- this is not a con. This is your life. You're fucking with man, your future. And they don't know enough to know enough at that age. Their brain no. hasn't completely developed. The, the logic part of their brain doesn't develop until they're 25, 26. This was kind of brought in. I mean, the reason that they brought this on was, uh, I guess, this particular podcast had found a case where a man had was talking to his, like, six-year-old daughter and was like, so do you like throwing a baseball or do you like playing with dolls? And it's like, I like throwing a baseball. And they're like, oh, oh, well, then you want to be a boy. It's like, well, no, you asshole. It just likes throwing a bowl. Go get it a dolly. If you started playing with that dolly, dad, it would probably want to start playing with the doll. Bob, I think this has something to do with the fact that 
kids are being raised by mostly women now because guys are doing the dump and run. You know, they're using women as a cum dumpster. And the woman gets pregnant, and the next thing you know, the guy's off to something else. And, you know, usually, and I'm not going to say everyone. I'm not saying everyone, but you have these guys that are just into themselves. They're selfish because they've been raised to be selfish. I don't understand it, to be quite honest with you. But so now the woman, she's, what, early 20s maybe. She's got a kid. She's raising a kid. She's She's got to go to work. And so now she's got, you know, maybe the grandmothers or, you know, taking care of the kid or the kids going to daycare or whatever. And if it's a boy, he doesn't get to interact with his father except two days, maybe two days every other weekend. Let me just tell you something. When I was a kid, uh, you know, my father knew that I had to be a man. He, from the time I started walking, he started training me to be a man, what it takes to be a man. When I my son was born, he had four sisters, okay? And they had all these uh, dress-up princess dresses and all. I come home from work one day, and he's in a princess dress. And I looked at my wife. I said, what's this? And she says, oh, he wanted to be in a princess dress. I said, get that goddamn dress off of him. He's a boy. He's not a girl. He doesn't put on princess dresses. And I said to my son, hey, no princess dresses. You're a boy. Put on a cowboy outfit. Yeah. That's it. All right? Enough of this. My son was not going to be in a dress. And I don't give a fuck what you think out there listening right now. If you think that's bad or whatever, it's my kid. I'll raise my kid the way I want to raise him. I want to raise my boys to be a boy. Now. You're homophobic, John. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not going to confuse the fucking kid. Okay? Now, if he decided at 15 years old, he said to me, Dad, you know what? I don't feel like a boy and all this. And then you could tell. Maybe you could tell. And he wanted to transition, or if he was gay or something like that, that's fine. It's fine. But in their early development years, I think you raise boys as boys and girls as girls. They're three years old, three year olds now are telling their parents that they're girls, and then they're like, oh my God, he's a girl, and we're going to get him hormone shots, we're going to transition all. He's still shitting his pants. Yeah. If you give him a fork, he'll stick it in a fucking outlet. The kid is still trying to kill himself. That's the other thing I, I've noticed. I've noticed a lot more four-year-olds around that are wearing diapers. I don't know about you. I was body trained trained by just shortly after age one. You know what I mean? Like we we potty trained our kids when because diapers are expensive and it pain, it's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? What is wrong with these people? Back when we were younger, in that potty training age, if you made it to four. And still hadn't figured out how to use a toilet. Uh, you had a a lifetime of special education, short bus riding, and maybe even a padded helmet for your head. Well, I'm trying to think. I think my kids were somewhere around two and a half, three before we got them out of diapers. I'll never forget the last time. You know, uh, again, my son was the last one to come out of diapers. And you know, here's the thing. So <laughs> he must have been in second grade. I think he was in second grade and we went to, he loves airplanes. He was, he loved airplanes and he loved to watch them land. And we live right near Philadelphia international airport. And there's this road where you go, where it's right where they, they land. And when you come, when they come over, you can feel the heat off their engines. That's how low they are. Right. So we would go over there and we would watch them and we would take videos of them coming over and all. It was something fun to do. So he says to me, oh, I got to go. To, we got to go. I got to go to the bathroom. I go, what do you got, poop? And he goes, no, I got to pee. I said, go pee right there. 
So he walked over to the fence and he peed. Uh-oh. No big Electric. deal. No, no, no. So it was fine. Damn it. So he went over and he peed. So then uh, Monday, they're out. <laughs> they're out at recess. And uh, he had to pee. So he walked over the fence and peed. <laughs> nice. I was like, damn, you know. That's so, how we do it. Right. So then, you know, we get the phone call. John peed on a fence during recess. That's went, awesome. Show your white male privilege there. Yeah, I said, well, maybe uh, I have to have a talk with him. I said, you know, we were out. He had to go. We were nowhere near a bathroom. I said, go over there and pee on the fence. I said, he probably thought it was okay. I said, I'll have a talk with him. It's no big deal. But, I mean, again, these are things that you teach a kid when you're when you're when the father is with the son. You, you cut yourself as a kid. And you're like, ah, and the mother gets the back teen out. Remember back teen? Mother gets the stuff out. She cleans it all. She puts a Band-Aid on it with bumps. Mercurochrome, salve, right. iodine. Yeah, Ugh. all that stuff. They get it out. They put the SpongeBob Band-Aid on it. And, and you're with your dad. You cut yourself. You're like, eh. He's like, ah, shut the fuck up. Rub some dirt rub on it. Rub some dirt on it. Rub some bitch. dirt on it, right? And then you Pretty do much. it. Pretty much. Yeah, you hurt yourself. Like, try to like pour alcohol on it. Here, I got some Jack Daniels. Right? Yeah, you fall down. You bang your elbow. You're like, mother. Well, not when you're a kid. But you're a little kid. You start crying. And, you're like, and your dad's walk it off. Shake it off. Walk it off. Yep. You're fine. Mother's nah, like, oh, right. my God, come here. Let me get a rag for your head and all that. That's the shit that's still going on. Oh, let me go buy you an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. We need men to start to raise boys to be manly. There's a commercial. My wife hates this commercial. It's for a uh, brand of cat food. And this chick, she looks, you know, millennial, young millennial. She's uh, hanging out on the couch, reading a book, and her cat is perched right on her and she's just you know loving it the just enjoying being with her cat and off in the distance you hear her kid go mom i fell down and hurt myself mom's like that's nice there's band-aids in the drawer and he's like i'm bleeding and the mom goes well then grab two the mom wasn't getting up to tend to her kid's boo-boo because she was enjoying uh hanging out with the cat and it's a cat food commercial, and my wife is like, she should get up and go tend to her child. That's a terrible commercial. I'm like, no. No, she's letting that kid deal with it. Look, I understand when you first have a kid. Your first kid, you think you're going to kill it. You're like, oh, my God, I'm in charge of this kid. I, it, can't, it doesn't even eat. It won't hold its head up. It's just a flopping blob of cells, right? So what do you do? You're, the thing goes, eh, and you're like, what happened? Or whatever. It cries. You take it. You immediately feed it, change it, blah, 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 everything. You, you put it in the crib. It's got a monitor and all this other shit. Then by the third kid, you're sitting there and you wait for the thud, and you sit there and you wait. If you don't hear any crying, you just keep going, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You, and even if the crying, you're like, what's going on? You, you don't even get up and run. But the, the first time you hear a thud, you're like, you're, you leap up, you run up, says, what happened? And, you know, they drop the something a toy or something and and you're you're freaking out but and that i think is what's happening with children one of china's top advisory bodies said that chinese young males are becoming weak timid and self-abasing abasing abasing and there's a trend for young chinese males to be feminized so they're like you know what how are we supposed to beat the united states if all our boys are a bunch of pussies how are we supposed to get them to go into battle if they're sissies. Well, their education ministry issued a notice with the title left, no doubt about its ultimate goal. The title of this notice is uh, The Proposal to Prevent the Feminism of Male Adolescence. 
which called on schools to fully reform their offerings on physical education and strengthen their recruitment of teachers. The text advised recruiting retired athletes and people from sporting backgrounds and vigorously developing particular sports like football with a view to cultivating students' masculinity. Right now they're saying that most Chinese boys are being raised by their mothers and grandmothers. And there's a, a growing appeal for male celebrities that they don't, the kids don't want to be army heroes anymore. Remember, you used to have G.I. Joe, and you used to yes. go out and play war, and you'd have a stick which was like a gun, and you'd say, I shot you! When you were yeah, you'd take G.I. Joe and have him banging Barbie behind Ken's back. Right, that kind of thing. So now, everybody, because China has social media now, they are really upset. They're trying to cancel the Chinese government. Good, good luck with that. Good luck trying to cancel the Chinese Communist Party. That should be fun. So they're saying... Is feminization now a derogatory term? Listen, when it comes to boys, I say yes. I say yes. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm saying it. Okay? And if you don't like it, I don't care. If you have a son, you raise him to be a man. You raise him to be a boy. Until he tells you he doesn't want to be a boy. And it has to be in his teens. Fucking bullshit. If they decide when they're 13 that they want to, maybe I want to live as a girl or if it's a girl maybe i want to live as a boy you sit down with them and you go you don't back it up so that you could be the woke mom on the fucking block and you can have something cool to post on twitter for all your woke friends to be like ooh, like share let's have a honest talk with this 13 year old and say as long as you're aware of what the outcome of this is going to be when you're in, in 10 years you may grossly regret this as far as you may realize that this was just a phase or, or, or this was just something else. It's okay to wait. You can be gay, um, dress as a boy, whatever you want to do, but wait to do anything permanent until you're an adult. Well, I mean, you know, 15, 16, I would say, you know, if that's your deal and if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But the thing is now is if the kid at 9 or 10 says, oh, I want to be a girl or I think I'm a girl, I feel like I'm a girl – no, no, you're not. You're a boy, okay? And we're going to raise you as a boy. That's it. I I'm sorry. That is feminization, now a derogatory term. That was a post from a Weibo user, which I think is like a Snapchat kind of app. But uh, it received over 200,000 likes. Um, another said, boys are also humans. Being emotional, timid, or gentle, these are human characteristics. What are men afraid of? Being the same as women? Yes! Yes! Yeah, exactly, because we're different. Yes, we're different. We don't want to be the same as women. You know, look down and give your fucking balls a tug, all right? You're different. Bob, when you were a kid, if you showed any kind of weak emotion, like being timid or gentle, what did your friends do? Pointed at you, called you a crybaby bitch. Right. Yes. They Maybe said, even come over and give you a shove to the ground. Right. I'll toughen you up a little, I'll tell you that. That's right. Smack you around a little. Toughen up. When I was a kid, my father used to say, don't cry. Men don't cry. Suck it up. Be a man. Don't show your emotions. Don't let somebody know that they got to you. You don't do that shit. And the same thing is that happens in, in, as a child happens in business. So in other words, if you go into business now and you, you have a business and the, one of the managers starts showing feelings, that to me is a negative. You see what's going on now in 
like uh, the New York Times or Spotify, where Spotify's employees say, you know what? We don't like the Joe Rogan show. We think you should deplatform them. And, and Spotify just paid a $100 million for this show. Yeah. They signed a contract for the show. And they're having meetings. I just, we've talked about that. Get the fuck back to work. The same thing at the New York uh, Times. They, you can't have a, a different point of view, a different political point of view over there. They'll drum you right out of the fucking place. Yeah. And the thing is that, I'm going to say it, conservatives, you're being a bunch of fucking pussies. Fight the fuck back. It's time to say, you know what? You might not like my point of view, but you're going to fucking listen to it. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a liberal or leftist just so I can have a job. All right? I'm a conservative. I have conservative views. And this, and you know what? I I think you're a moron. All right? But I don't. I don't have to like you to work with you. I don't have to. You have a case of one side forcing their opinions as the only opinion under the other side, and and that's never good. I mean, that, that's what makes us a cool country, man. Is is the diverse opinions and the fact that you know what you can believe what you believe. We just agree to disagree, and then you move on. Katie Kirk is like, what are we going to do to uh, re? Uh, What's the word for, God damn it, train your brain. What is that? Reprogram. Reprogram. Thank you, Bob. Jesus Christ. Maybe I need to be reprogrammed. We need to reprogram people that have conservative views or people that voted for Donald Trump. Listen, a lot of people voted for Donald Trump because they were afraid of the bullshit that's happening right now with Biden and his his, uh, band of merry uh, leftists. Probably pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah, we didn't. I, listen, I don't like Donald Trump. I fucking voted for him because I knew I didn't want that demented the fucking opposite, yeah. moron wandering around the fucking White House. You see him? Did you see the? I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the Super Bowl? No, I saw about ten minutes of the halftime show and was going okay. So in the beginning of the Super Bowl, they had um, Squinty McMumbles. And his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, saying, you know, wear a mask. I'm like, Jesus Christ. The guy, he's squinting because he's reading from a teleprompter. Yeah. And so he's like, wear a mask, social distance. And and here we are. And and like I said, I need this again. How many people haven't heard wear a mask, social distance? People are sick of it. Here's the thing. They were sold a bill of goods. We're learning that it was a bill of goods. We're learning that this virus is a virus. But if you're young and healthy, you're going to get it and you're going to get over it, just like the flu. And now they're trying to push all these vaccines on people and people are having adverse reactions to it. And and young people are like, guess what? I'll take my chance with the fucking virus because I got a 99.99% chance of recovering from the virus. But I take this vaccine and I can have issues. There's no sense in it. You know, Merck came out, the pharmaceutical company. Merck, right. They come out and said that they're not going to bother making a vaccine because, well, they think that you're just better off getting the virus and then building up the antibodies on your own. Right. And listen, a person for me that has the comorbidities, you know, I'm obese, I have asthma, I'm almost 60. I'm going to take my chance with the vaccine. I'll get it. Because I think, to be honest with you, I think if I got the virus, I think that would be the end of me. So I'll take my chance with the vaccine. I'm sure. rolling the dice. But my kids, I don't think they should get it. I mean, it's up to them if they want to get it or they don't. 
But I don't right. know if I would do that. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just it drives me crazy that the media there's such an agenda being pushed. And here maybe it's me, but when someone tries to push me to do something, I push back. I'm not one of those people that just conform. I'm a nonconformist, Bob. I'm a nonconformist. Well, I mean, I've always gone against the grain. So I've always pulled for the underdog because I've always been the underdog, and I've always gone against the grain and uh, questioned authority. Yeah, so China, they want men to be men. And you know what? They'll make it happen. They made people just have one child. You know, over in China, there's 70 million men for 30 million women. Well, yeah, I mean, because they went through that whole one baby allowed thing and the, uh, the baby girls were either getting killed or tossed onto a boat. I'm sorry. There's 70 million, million more men than women in that country. So listen, if you're a man, you're going to have to really fight to find a, a mate, you know, a partner, a wife, because... Or, or become Mormon. No, you've got to be more of a man to attract a woman. So you're going to have to be more manly. These, I forget what they call them, K-Cup boys, whatever the fuck they're called. They're boy bands over there. I don't think that's going to do it. K-pop. K-pop. K-Cup. K-Cup I thought that was K- Korea. I thought that's what K-pop was, but I could be wrong. K-Cup is what you put in a coffee machine. Uh, yes, that's a curate. <laughs> yeah, the K-Cup boys. Pretty funny. Like I said, I've had it with women. I've had it with women telling me what to do. I've had it with women telling me about toxic masculinity. And I've had it with women telling me how to be and how to act. Because, Bob, you've been around about a minute and a half. What happens when you tell a woman how to act? What, how, how's that go? Well, that depends on the woman. But uh, usually something will either get thrown at you. If it's not a physical object, it'll be a fit. Right. And again, I got to go back to we're just making men into females. So a woman and her 90-year-old mother go into Costco to get some things. The mother is in one of those cart, one of those drive around carts and she comes in and a guy immediately gets his camera out and he starts to, uh, to film her and basically try to shame her because he's going to put her on social media and listen to this guy. I'm just going to say this before I play this halfway through this. I wanted to just take my backhand and smack this guy right in the chops. Here we go. Can you call her your manager? Yes. Do I call my manager? He's taking pictures of me because I haven't had a moment to put my mask on. You can put it on right now, ma'am. shaming me. I'm not going to do that for you. You should be ashamed. I'll do that when I'm ready to do it. You should be ashamed. It's ridiculous to shame people. Don't you have anything better to do? No, not right now I don't. Do you understand science? Science? Maybe better than you do. Maybe. Apparently. I'm the one protecting other people by wearing a mask. Are you? Well, great. Pull out, pull out your ID. I want to see. I want to see your credentials. So I, she's kind of hard to hear, but Karen here is co- calling for a manager because she walked in the store. She has her mask. She's taking the mask out of the bag. She has one for her mother and she has one for her. Right. And she's taking them out of the bag and. uh Mr. Uh, Social Justice Warrior here comes up behind him, immediately pulls out his camera, because guess what? He has found a diamond in a rough. He has found a unicorn. He has found somebody that he can videotape, put this on social media, and he can be praised for doing his part about COVID. Now, 
as far as I'm concerned, we should find out who this motherfucker is with the camera, and we should cancel him. We should find out who he is. We should call who where he works. We should have him fired for pulling out his fucking phone and getting into somebody else's business. And then she says, I'm in the medical field. And he's like, well, where's your credentials? Where's your... I mean, my God, what a cunt. What a cunt this guy is. This chick should have just started coughing at him. Listen, she was staying six feet away from him. And he's like, go ahead, put your mask on. And he's sitting there like he's going to tell her to put her mask on. Now, she's an older woman. She's probably in her 50s. Mother's 50. She might even be 60. Mother's like 90s. Mother's barely holding on. She's in the cart. <laughs> she's pulling up in the cart. If I was there, I said, dude, now I'm not putting a mask on. Because you're here with that fucking camera. I'm not putting a mask on. I'm going to tell you one more thing. If you don't take that camera off me and put it away, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to pull your pants down. I'm going to shove it up your ass. What are we doing now? Oh, you're going to attack me? Yeah, I'm going to attack you. Because you're filming me. And that's what a man does. All right? A man, like if he was filming me, I would say, I would go over there. I'd smack that camera out of his fucking hand. And I would jump up and down on it. You could just run into the bathroom with his phone and flush it in the toilet Ooh. with the video going still right no drop your pants and just film yourself taking a big old shit right in the bowl oh that, there, there you go upload that, that you fuck put it on the floor drop yeah, your pants put your, squat put your junk over all over it rub it all over the you know yeah right one boomer and a phone instead of two girls in a cup one boomer and a phone fucking just me too the fuck out of his phone god damn it so here, here's the second part of this because I just, the guy, as soon as I heard his voice, I just want to, I'm like, this man has been raised with no father. You're about to be escorted out of the store if you don't put in your mask. I'll wait till we tell you, okay? Let's see, you've already been told multiple times to put on your mask by me and employees. Who the fuck are you? Oh, he's, he doesn't work there. Thank you very much. I try. You know nothing about me. Okay. Well, you what you know about me, ma'am, is that I'm wearing my mask. I'm wearing my mask. I'm doing what I'm told. I'm putting this covering over my face. I'm a good boy. Okay. Give me a juice I box. retract my last idea with his phone. You take his phone and you run into the bathroom and you download child porn onto it. Oh. And then you give it back to him. Oh, that is the best. Yep, Bob, that out. is the best idea. What, God gonna damn, that's a great idea. Listen to him. That guy's got probably got child porn on his phone. Pfft. Here's the problem. Where do you get the child porn? I don't know where you get child porn. Sure, you could just search Hunter Biden you you laptop go to the and probably end up with all kinds of it. <laughs> you think you can go to the Google and say, where do I get child porn? You think that'll happen? <laughs> that would probably be enough to put you on some kind of a list anyway, I right? I would hope it is. I would uh, hope it is. We go to Costco. My wife is one of those who will pull her her mask down underneath to underneath her nose or just hold it out like uh, away from her face. And I'm like, look, man, I don't want to fucking yell that. Just put your mask because we've had like assholes from the bakery that were like tossing out bags of rolls under the Costco racks. Go, hey, ma'am, put your mask on, ma'am. Like you're 10 feet away. Get the fuck away from me. But I just look at her like, just put your fucking mask on. Let's grab our shit. And get the fuck out of here. We don't. What that does to Costco is it stops us from going up and down every aisle and buying shit we didn't intend to buy, which I'm sure is a detriment to their bottom line. We just go in there and get what we came for and get the fuck out. So I was listening to a podcast and I can't remember which one it was. Damn it. But it was a comedian. 
and they were on the road, and they were in Austin, Texas. Austin's open, you know, relatively. Uh, you mean, in other words, you can go to a hotel. You can, there's a, bars are open and stuff like that. If you're sitting at a bar and having a drink, you don't have to wear a mask. So the, there's a guy, probably in his 70s. He walks into the hotel lobby, and it's the bar is like 10 feet away or whatever, 15 feet away. And uh, the guy sits down. There's nobody around him, older guy. He sits down. He takes his mask off because he's probably been walking around. It's hot. He just wants to get some fresh air, right? He just needs some air. So he takes his mask off. And the lady behind the counter goes, sir, can you put your mask back on? And he looks at her, and he looks 15 feet to the right of him, where people are sitting there having drinks, talking with, with, you know, without a mask. And he just looks at her, and he, he just points to the bar. Like, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. So what's dumber, John? Lockdowns, like total lockdowns, or curfews at bars and restaurants? Like, hey... You can drink at this bar and you can eat at this restaurant, but at 10.30, you got to get out of here. Well, I, listen, I, since when you put things on the board, Bob, I sit there, I look at it, and I go, okay, what is he, what's the deal here? What's he going for, number one? And how do I actually feel about this? And what would be the – like I'm trying to give these people the benefit of the doubt that they are somewhat intelligent. So I'm like, okay, let me think about this. So one of the things about being in an area and one of the reasons that, that this virus spreads so much is the viral load, viral load that you get when you are in an area with people that have COVID for a longer period of time. So what I'm saying here is the shorter amount of time that you're in that area, your chances of getting COVID are not as great if, if you're in there for like six, seven, eight hours, if you're working with somebody or something like that. So if they limit the time that you're in there to two or three hours instead of being in there for, for four hours or six hours, you're only in there for two or something like that, that might stop the spread of it because you're not in contact with the virus as much as you would be if you were there for six to eight hours talking to somebody that might have it. Is that John's hot take? Because I got Bob's hot take. Come on, Bob. Give me your hot take. They're both fucking stupid. Okay. I'm trying to listen. Uh, Lockdowns are dumbish. Guess what? Guess what? Everybody's going to get the virus, John. The majority of people are going to get it. And if you are in a risk area, then do your diligence. Not my fucking problem. I've already had it. All right. So I should be able to go out and do whatever the fuck I want, including open my business and hang out at a bar. And the virus does not know how to read a clock, all right? At 10.30, it's not going to like, okay, it's time for me to get up and go do my work killing people. Uh, see, I, I clock in at 11 p.m. Oh, shit, everybody's already gone home from all the bars and restaurants. What am I going to do now? Okay, so here's uh, – so listen, you asked me a question. I gave you my answer. I'm trying to figure out why they would do this. This is how I would run the world, and I think we've talked about this before. I would open everything up. And people would be able to assess the risks and they would be able to go where they want to go or not go where they want to go. In other words, you, Bob, you've had it. You've been through it. You're going to go out to the Costco, all right? Maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll wear a mask. Maybe you won't wear a mask. I don't know. But the thing is that at least you're making that choice. Me, I'm not going to Costco. I'm having my groceries delivered. I'm not going out to stores and stuff like that. If I go somewhere to you know eat or something like that, I'm not going into a restaurant. I'm not doing it, okay? When I go to doctors, I wear a mask. The mask I have has a filter in it. You know, I'm going to try to protect myself. When, when I get a chance to get the, vi- the virus, when I get a chance to get the virus, I'm going to get it. No, when I get a chance to get the vaccine, 
I'm going to take the vaccine. Hopefully, by the time that I they get to me or where I, where it's available for me, that, that you know we'll be able to see whether these things even work or you know what the side effects are. Or, you know, maybe they'll know more about it. Uh, to be honest with you, the doctors and the first the uh, you know the first responders that got this right away, they're big giant guinea pigs. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. But here's my big problem. You get the vaccine, can you take the mask off? No. No. Okay. If I don't have the vaccine, can I take the mask off? No. If I've had the virus and I have the antibodies, can I take the mask off? No. Why am I getting the vaccine? What benefit as somebody that's younger, that will uh, recover from this, what benefit is it to get the vaccine? People that are in their 20s and 30s are going to just... Soon they're going to say, fuck this. We're not wearing masks. All right. We're not getting the vaccine. If we get the virus, we get the virus. Chris from uh, hashtag no offense. He got the virus. Four days, he was fine. You know, he stayed away from his fr- his, his family and the family yeah. didn't get it. But, you know, he said it was like a bad flu. And, yeah. he, you know, he got it. He went, went through it. Now, sure. I got other friends that, you know, have diabetes or, you know, some other comorbidity, you know, autoimmune disease that they might not be able to handle this me i'm going to stay away from this until this thing flushes out until every all the young people go get it and then there's herd immunity then i'll peek my head out of my gopher hole and go out and start doing things again you can't there's nothing to do anyhow there's no bars open there's no the restaurants here they've opened up to 25 percent. nobody can get married not if you want to have more than 25 people at your wedding you can't get married good Um, business well yeah it's true Weddings are fucking stupid. I agree Go with to the that. justice of the peace, pay like 80 bucks and be done with it. Bob, women need to have their day, Bob. Hey, I'm a princess. I'm I a need princess. to have my Fuck day. All. I need to be dressed like a princess and be walked down the aisle. I need to be, everybody needs to look at me. I got to give my bridesmaids the ugliest dresses that a, a man has ever seen just so I look better than them. I pick my haggiest girlfriends and then I make them do an updo so they don't look as good as me. <laughs> so, and and this is what I'm saying about women, guys. They show up in the same. Everybody's got the same tuxedo on. We all got. We're all wearing the same thing. Which one are you marrying? Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all. It's either black or or blue or gray or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. We all wear the same thing. Not women. I'm telling you, Bob. It's the women. I've it's been the best up. man three times and uh, never again. I just say that women, you're getting out over your skis. All right, we've been putting up with you, and now I think it's time to just say, hey, you know what, enough, enough. If you don't knock off your shit, we're going to transition to transition into women, and then we'll be on your thing, and then we're just going to take over the world anyhow. We'll just all be women. We'll all be women, Bob. Why not? Why can't we all be women? Then what are they going to do? There's nothing they can say about us. I mean, we would be better at it. Of course we would be better at being women. No, I don't know about that. We would take, you know what we do? We would just take over and we'd have women do women things like they used to do back in the old days. I can fake complain way better than my wife can really complain. <laughs> I don't know. How do you get good at fake complaining, Bob? Oh, well, you just want to get blah, 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 blah. Yeah, see, you just put on that fucking condescending voice and just make fun of them. You know what I found out? What the, the best tool a man has is to be able to tune out his wife or significant other's voice. And you know when that switch was turned because they would say to you, what did I say? And then you would say, 
you wanted me to go in there and fix the na 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 blah blah blah. And as soon as you go na 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 blah blah blah, that was when you turn her off because you have no fucking idea what she said because it's just because to be honest with you, if you kept listening, you might have to kill her. You might have to choke her out. Listen, don't hit women. Never hit a woman. A man, a real man, never raises a hand to a woman. All right? Anybody, any man that hits a woman is a fucking bitch-ass pussy. Bitch. (laughs) Right. You don't hit a woman. I'm not saying you don't. Listen, like Bill Burr says, there's thousands of reasons why you want to hit one. There's thousands of reasons. You just don't do it. You just tell him to go to her she shed and shut the fuck up. (laughs) She shed. Or better yet, you can go to your man cave. Well, you know why you have a man cave? Because you're a bitch. Well, yeah. You know why? Because the whole fucking house is hers. And what you're trying to do. You don't know, Bob. The whole fucking house is hers. She decorates it. She, you know, maybe in your house. Like I told you, you're an anomaly. I don't know what it is with me and my co-host. Deuce was an anomaly. You're an anomaly. Most men. All right. When I was married, my wife would say, there was one thing I put my foot down to. Wallpaper. Wallpaper. I said, (laughs) no fucking wallpaper. All right. You want to paint a room? We paint a room. You want a green or blue or whatever you want it. That's fine because I can paint over fucking wallpaper and women change their mind. I don't like the wallpaper. Two years later, you're stripping off wallpaper, putting on new wallpaper. I said, no fucking wallpaper. I bur- I'll burn this fucking house down. If you put decide to put fucking wallpaper up, I just want a wallpaper in the bathroom. No, I'm a painter. So my wife knows my uh, position on wallpaper. Okay. See, right here we go. When you paint an apartment, what color do you paint the apartment? Whatever color is on the walls already. Really? They're not paying me to color change that motherfucker. I mean, they have when they're doing renovations, trying to update it. All right. So let me try this again. Bob, what is the color that's usually the most used in in an apartment building? White. Thank you. White, off-white, eggshell white, something like that. You know why? Because you change the drapes, you change the furniture, you put a different rug down. You put different, It looks different. It looks different, right? The same mm-hmm. thing. You, you change accessories and it looks different. But if you paint the walls red or green, you can't. Now you can't. You're, you're, you're tied. You're, you're tied to that one color. You got to match the color of the walls. When I had the house and I was married, every room was painted antique white. Every room. White. Pure white ceilings, antique white walls, and then you could do anything you wanted with it. You could change colors with the curtains. You could change, you know, different furniture. You could put down a throw rug. You could do whatever you wanted with it because women change their mind every five months, every six months. They want to change this. Oh, I'm, I'm tired of this. Not mine. Mine's, mine's fucking pretty much cash, man. And then uh, what was the thing they did around the top? Oh, stencil. They would stencil the top. Around the whole thing, right? They would stencil that, right? And then they would go, you know something? I don't like that stencil anymore. So then they would go down to the, uh, whatever store it was, Michael's or whatever, and they'd get another stencil. And then you already had the same color. You already had it in the garage. You get in there, you just paint it, paint over the old stencil, and let them stencil it again. I'm usually the one going, hey, honey, don't you want to change the color in that room? Or I get bored after a couple of years. I'm like, I'm tired of this color. I want a different color. What are you, chick-like? You're chick-like. No, I just get... I'm a painter, dude. Dude, I can have every... If I had everything off the walls in here, I can have this room painted in 30 minutes. I understand that, but this is what I'm saying. Once 
they like say they come in and they change the curtains. Within three days, I don't even see the curtains. If yeah. they put a new stencil up, within three days, I don't even see it. They could come in and change the curtains. Maybe the, I would notice if they changed furniture. All right? But, I w- again, I don't even notice that stuff. I come in, I don't even care. And men don't care. So what they do is they take one room, usually the basement, all right, maybe the garage. And then they make that. They're like, this is mine. Get the fuck out. I'll do what I want with it. I'm going to put a bar in here. You don't need a bar. I, it's right. I don't need. I want. I want a bar. I want a big TV. I want the, whatever kind of man rug cave. Yeah, I want a man cave. I want to be able to put my turntable with my vinyl records down here. I, and I want to be able my to shut football, the, my Tom Brady shirt, and then I had put in a shadow box to hang that up. That's right. That's I want all that down here. All my stuff. I want to if I want I want to put my Farrah Fawcett poster up from the 1970s. And that's cool, man. Do that, but for fuck's sake, don't go to Hobby Lobby and buy a metal sign that says "Man Cave" to put at the entrance of the fucking place. <laughs> all right, you should take that down and just take a magic marker and write "Douche Den." Because that's what that is. It's a fucking it's douche, a douche den. den. If you have to call it a man cave, go fuck yourself. You're a douche. Bob, let me tell you something, Bob. Every once in a while, you need a room that you can retire to. You can lock the door and do man things. Because if not... Why do you have to name it? I don't care what you call There's it. There's not a name in this room. I just call it my office. They call it a man cave because, like I said, it was usually the basement because the women didn't want to go down the basement. So it was just a room that no... It's usually a room that's not being used that they don't want to use, and that turns into a man cave. Now, here's the problem. Now you had a man cave. What's a woman does? Why do you get a man cave? Well, now I need a she shed. But you, are, you got the whole fucking house. So no. Now they go out, and they buy one of those prefab barns, sheds, 10 by whatever, Yep. And they put it in the fucking yard so they can go out and do their gardening, their pot planting, their whatever the fuck and that's they do awesome. outside. Yeah. But you don't have to call it a she shed. But well, what do you call it, Bob? At least that's a shed. At least it's a shed. And it's an actual shed. When a man decorates the basement or whatever room in his house for his football games or his NFL or his poker night or whatever, he does not. it's not a cave. That is not a cave. It is not. Is there's no cave drawings on the walls of antelope and a guy with a spear. It's not a fucking cave at all. It doesn't smell like a cave. Well, maybe it does, but my wife has that. My wife has a room that we dedicated to all of her arts and crafts stuff, which she's very creative. I give her that. Uh, I'm not. I can only play guitar and listen to fucking vinyl, obviously. But anyway, I think anybody who has to call her she shed a she shed. Here's the deal. You need to go over there and, and just okay. take that off and put cunt cabin. <laughs> All right. So I'm sitting here. that's what it is. You cannot see where Bob's at right now. Where Bob's at, he's got guitars all over the wall, over the back wall. And then there's boxes of, looks like albums. Aren't they all albums that are in there in those boxes that are on the floor? Yeah. The upper row of all those are, are all vinyl. And then the underneath is just all the different microphones and little mixer stuff and keyboard stuff. Okay, so you, you got know, all that stuff. in there, and it's all in one room. What do you call mm-hmm. that room, Bob? My office. Ah, you call it your office. So all man caves should now be your their offices. Is that what it should be? You have a man cave, Bob. Why do you have to call it a man cave? Uh, Bob, a, you have a man cave. That is a man cave right that's there That's the most retarded you. term. I've ever heard. Did you call it anything but. Here's the deal. It, the reason it's a man cave is because it's a man and it's a rustic man and it's a cave. 
Cool. So if women come in here, do I get to club them over the fucking head and drag them to bed by their hair? Listen, Bob, something women have to come in there every once in a while to clean it. But besides that, out. You have a man no. cave. It's my funny wife that does you're not complaining. My my room here. I I, I that's yeah, because you do all the cleaning. That is, are you aware of how Neanderthal you sound when you say unless she's yes, Bob? To clean I it. understand because I'm a man. I'm a man, and I want to do man things. And I want and again, I men are claiming a portion of this house. They pay for the whole fucking thing or half, whatever they pay for it, and they want one fucking room to do what they want with it, to put what they want in it, and they're saying, and they claim it, and they claim it, this is my man cave. Because a cave is a manly thing. Women don't go in caves. Who goes in caves? Men. Women walk around with a cave between their fucking legs. That's a different cave, and men try to get into those too. That's the only thing I'd call a man cave. (laughs) I don't think you call that a man cave too often. Bend over. I want to oh, go to my man cave. Yeah, I want to go to my man cave. I mean, I mean, it's called a lot of things. I've never heard it called a man cave before. Never. Uh, the old tuna taco. The old bearded clam. Go and talk to the little man the t- in the boat. <laughs> the old sausage garage. But it's never called a man cave. So, okay, I want to change subjects here. So, I, you know, you've been married for a while. Have you ever used a dating app before? An app? No, because when I I've been with my wife since 2006. Okay, so, so they weren't around. But prior to that, I did use we we did I did date on the internet. I met my first wife on America Online in in the January of '97. Chat room, yeah. yeah, the chat rooms were basically internet meeting places. Okay, so now I mean, there's tons of them. You've got Plenty of Fish, OK Cupid. Um, we don't need to go down Tinder. the list. There's, there's a lot of them. Well, hang on. So the, the reason I'm saying this, and they have one that is more um, for the female. The fe- it's more female-driven. It's called Bumble. And the thing about Bumble is that it's more like the guys put their profiles up, and the women go, and they contact the men. Where most of the time on these other apps, the women put their profile, and the men contact the women. So they, they flip the script here. I heard that grinder men contact other men. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, they have one for grinder. They do they have any for just lesbians? I don't know. I, I've never heard of it. But anyhow, so now Bumble is saying that you cannot body shame, you can't be fat phobic or transphobic on their app. So we need to create carpetmunchers dot com. Carpet munchers, shrub scouts could be one. Scissorsisters.com. So in in 2016, a survey for dating apps, plus-size women found that 71% of 1,000 users who called themselves curvy had been fat-shamed by men in dating apps. They found that 33% of women on dating apps have have been called offensive names by men. Now, again, I'm against this. All right? I don't understand why if you're a man on a dating app and you see somebody and she's too uh, fluffy for you, why do you have to contact her and call her fat? What, what what does that do? Or here's another thing. Okay, so let's say they're on a regular app where it's more men-driven, So, and a woman decides to get up the courage to send you a message, all right? And she says, hey, um, usually it's like, hi, because they don't know what else to say, so they say hi, and then you have to message them back. And then these guys, 
will then probably say, you know what? Sorry, you're a little too fat for me. Or sorry, I'm not interested in you. I like thinner women. Or, you know, I like a woman whose eyebrows don't touch. You know, I don't like a unibrow. Or whatever it is. What well, armpit hair. Yeah, wh- why is it that guys, and again, I think women might, well, women just don't answer. The women just ghost you. Like if you would just, if you're, if a man reaches out to a woman and says, hey, how you doing? But usually a guy's got some something going on. Hey, I read your profile. You know, I hear you're into dogs. You know, I love dogs. I had a dog like your dog, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. You, you got some kind of line going. Because you, you got to make, you got to present the bait. All right. So then they just don't answer you back. You don't know if they they died, they're off the app. You have no idea. But guys, when a woman reaches out, they have to tell them, sorry, I'm not interested because you got your nose is too big. Sorry, I'm not into trans women because you used to be a guy and I probably went to gym class with you. You know, sorry, I don't want to do that. But here, here's my problem. Sorry, I'm looking for another guy. Yeah, if you're on an app and you've transitioned you know, from a man to a woman, I can't say that I'm not into you because you're a trans woman. I can't say that. I can't say I'm into the, I'm into a traditional woman. I like my women with vaginas that aren't man-made. Again, I just don't understand where these apps think they're going. All of a sudden they're going to change it. Like now all of a sudden you have to date fat chicks. If you're not into fat chicks or you know, women don't like dad bods. They want somebody with a six pack. Now they got to date guys with dad bods. Isn't this where you go and find people that you like? You've got to know that that comes with other baggage. Like, what would you rather have, ladies? A guy that has a little bit of a dad bod, but you know what's pretty cool? He's got his got his act together. He's pretty laid back. Or would you rather have a guy who goes to the gym? fucking nine times a week, rides bicycles and mountain climbs, and he's always too busy for your fucking ass. Plus, he spends more time in the mirror than you do. And the other thing is that women, he's got women, a lot of other different women that are, you know, after him. So well, he's, that too. Yeah, he's got his that, choice. That, he, he's, yeah. he's busy mountain cougars, man. Right. He Yeah, he doesn't need just one. He can have more than one. And and now we're getting well, back into he, this. Wait, well, dead bod guys can have more than one. I understand that. Don't but you discriminate. I'm saying, no, I understand that dad bod. Yeah, listen, you can have an asshole. I, all right, here we go. Here we go, Bob. Get him. So when I was in the dating app realm, I think that was around 2012, somewhere around there. I used to use a dating app. I could never date more than one woman at a time. It's called Plenty of Donuts. Oh, Plenty of Donuts. I was on oh. Plenty of Donuts. Made my fat joke. Sorry. You're a, you're a dick. All right, I so know. anyhow, I was on, it was a good joke. I was on Plenty of Donuts, and I would see a woman. <laughs> it's even funnier when you say it. I was on Plenty of Donuts, and, you know, you would reach out to a woman, and you would go out, and I always said, you know, don't go out for dinner because dinner's too long. Go out for a drink, and this way, you know, you, you can get out. You can say, oh, I got to go. Oh, my God, look at the time. But there were women they would put in their profile, hey, you know what? I'm I'm into. They would never say I don't want to date a fat guy. They would say I'm into healthy living and a healthy lifestyle. Right. If you're into healthy living and a healthy lifestyle, yeah, you're not looking for this guy. All right, which is fine. That's fine. I don't care. That's yeah. fine. So you would go out and you would talk, and then afterwards you would. I would never say, hey, I'll call you later or whatever. I would say, hey, you know what? This has really been a great. I've you know I've had this great conversation. It was great. 
you know, um, if, you know, I'll catch up with you if you want to or whatever. I'm, I never asked them if they wanted the second date because I never wanted to put that pressure on them. I would just say, hey, thanks so much for meeting me. You know, I'll reach out to you. We'll see where this goes. And maybe that's bad. Maybe that's not. Or I would, you know, I'd make it look like it was, I was interested in it. But my thing was I could never date more than one woman because I could not remember. I tried it. There was one time where I tried it and I could not remember. I didn't have a good enough memory to keep it all together because I would go to this one movie with this one girl and then I'd be dating somebody else. And I would say, I remember that when we, in that movie, when we, and she's like, we didn't go to that movie. And I'm like, oh, ah, ah. God damn it. Oh, I went with my mother. That's right. Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this was after I was divorced and was right. back out of dating course. again. I would assume. Right. So the thing is that I don't see how now dating apps are going to sit there and say that you can't. Okay. I think what should happen is we should start being polite again. In other words, guys, if a woman who's a little bit eh, chubby, whatever. Uh, and you're not thing. into her. You're not into her looks. Whatever it is, she got a big nose. Uh, who knows? She's got dick and balls. Uh, who knows? Bell's palsy from getting the vaccine. Right. Something like that. You're not into it. You just say, uh, you know what? Thank you very much. I don't think we'd be a match. I'm not interested. Boom. Done. There you go. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. You don't have to call him a fat cunt. Who's doing that? I mean, is that actually going down? Guys are doing it. I, I do that. Here's the other thing. Don't tell her she's a fat cunt. Just do what women do. Don't answer her. That's what you do. You could say, you know what? I prefer my women a more 2020 Adele and not uh, 2015 <laughs> Adele. You're doing it, Bob. You're doing it right now. What? You're fat shaming her. You're no, telling her I'm she's just, a fat cunt. It, but it's a nice way to say it. Maybe it's he's saying a, he likes nice the new album it. more than he likes the old album. It's not a nice way to say it. I'd rather Oh, have oh you read into it that no, it was about weight. Say, listen, Bob, you don't say anything. You don't mention their weight. You didn't. I said when I'd your like... your wife says, do I, I look like fat? I like 2020 Adele more than 2015 Adele. That could mean I like the music she wrote now better than the music she wrote then. No, because the music is just the same. Listen, when your wife comes up to you and says, do I look fat in this? What do you do? You be, are you honest? I usually like smack the ass and go, eh, you know, right. Are, no, no. Are you honest? Are you honest? If she say, yeah, you fat with a pH in all the right places. <laughs> okay. All right. But if she was not, if she looked fat in them, would you tell her? Yes. I like if she puts on a certain blouse or, or top that, isn't very flattering. I'm like, you know, that it kind of accentuates this or that. And she's like, oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. And listen, I've never, I haven't seen your wife. I don't know your wife. I mean, she might be, she, she's probably stunning. Okay. So what I'm saying is mm, that gosh, when women she's... ask you that question, it's a fucking loaded question. Back away. They, she lit a fuse. She rolled the fucking bomb into the room and you, there you are. You got to pick that bomb up and throw it the fuck out of there and not answer the question because they don't want to know. Unless you lie to them. I didn't marry somebody who wanted me to lie to them. Oh, so. okay. I mean, I don't go, oh my God, really? <laughs> the fuck are you thinking? Change yeah, that shit. I don't no, understand how you think that you, you would say to a girl that was curvy, let's use the word curvy, that I, I'm sorry, I'm more into 2020 Adele than 2015 Adele, who was uh, a little bit more chunkier. You can read into that what you want. But that's what they're going to read into it. You don't think? It's like uh, if if you get hit on 
on that app by somebody who's a little bit darker skin color. You just say, you know what? I prefer vanilla ice cream more than chocolate. But Well, I mean, listen, um, there are women that were on a dating app and they would say, uh, I am. I do not date African-American men. It's just not my preference. And they would put that on there. And now I don't think they're, they, I don't think they'll be allowed to. I don't know. There's ways around being rude I and understand. there's, but they, they're, <laughs> why would you be rude on an app like that? I'm sorry. Well, I don't why mean would to you say you would rather date 2020 Adele the versus 2015. It's a nicer way to say, and, and you know, you can take that however you want. This is, this is a nicer way to say you're fat. I don't think there's a nice way to say from someone being fat. There's not a nice way to say that someone's fat. Just telling you just the way it is. Yeah, but I mean, why is it our fault that you're offended by it? It's not your. It's not. But why do you, again? Why do you even have to make it? Just say you're not interested. That's all. I'm not. You're interested. only allowed to say nice things. Why do? You, why do you have to justify? Like in other words, why is there a list? Well, you know what? I'm not really interested. You have a big nose. You're fat, and uh, you have three kids. Why do you have to go down the list? This is. Yeah, if you lose weight, get a nose job, and drown your kids, call me. How old are the kids? Under 18, we got a problem. I'm not interested in your trophies. If they're growing up and out of the house and dad's paying for their college, maybe we can talk. We can have some coffee. Okay. See, so you do. Yeah, right. But do you tell them that? If you were. Yeah. Not, 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 you would. I don't think you would. Fuck yeah. Yeah. How? Uh, that's that's how you don't end up in a bad relationship. You, your, your honesty from the start. You can't just say, sorry, I'm not interested. Well, if I ever get divorced, I'm going to be a very lonely man for the rest of my life because I can't lie to people. I'm not going to bluff them. So I'm not saying lie. You're never going to see this person again. You're never going to talk to them. They reach out to you. You just say, I'm not interested. Bob, you're the problem. I wish I could log into my old like match.com and Yahoo personals and all those old accounts just to see my, I don't care about any of the, whatever might be in there. I want to read what I put for my profiles. Because I guarantee it's hilarious. I don't even think Yahoo has personals anymore. I wouldn't even know. Oh, I haven't been. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, it was. I met my wife in two thousand six. So, and it's been bliss ever since. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure. She's actually taking off of work tomorrow, so that. She can spend my birthday with me. Oh, that's right. You're actually going to move into Boomerville tomorrow, right? You're going to be 50? Oh, Christ. Yeah, it's... um. I already kind of got over it because two weeks ago, I got a, a letter welcoming me to the club from AARP. Yeah, that's it's like, right. you sons of bitches, you donated to Obama's campaign. I'm not giving you a nickel. <laughs> You're not, it's not 16 You don't want to pay $16 a year so you can go when you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you get a free donut? No. I don't want to give them any money. I don't I don't want to give any group who supports one particular political party over over another any money. Sorry, it's just it's so stupid. See, I don't know why companies give money to political parties because now they're pissing off. I would just say I'm not giving money to any political party because I I don't want anybody to know my political affiliation. My company doesn't have a political affiliation. There you go. And why am I going to give one a thousand dollars and the other a thousand dollars? It's ridiculous because then they'll, the people then they say, well, you, they know you're hedging your bets, so then they're not going to do anything for you either. It's ridiculous. As we wind ourselves up here, I think we need to talk about our girl who used gorilla glue in her hair. Oh yeah, you're talking about old uh, gorilla glue head who she ran out of a certain hair care product that they use to keep their hair in place. And she decided to use Gorilla Glue instead. Why wouldn't you? Look, 
if I ever thought it was okay to use glue on my hair, I wouldn't need this hat right now. She lawyered up, okay? And this guy's a real fucking grifter because he's all like, well, the product warns not to use it in your eyes, on skin, or clothing. But it doesn't mention hair. Um, hello, she used it on her scalp. The definition of scalp has the word skin in it. Yeah. Again, she did something stupid, and now she wants some, someone to pay for her stupidity. And and a lawyer will try to take this and make some money. See, they're hoping that Gorilla Glue will just throw them 10000 or something to just shut them up. But I don't think Gorilla Glue is going to do that because I have the official Gorilla Glue response that was on Twitter. Yes, I see that. Uh, it says, we are aware of the situation, and we are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident that Miss Brown experienced yeah, using no. our spray adhesive on our hair. This is a unique situation because this product is not indicated for use on hair as it is considered permanent. Duh. Our spray adhesive states in the warning label, do not swallow, get in eyes, on skin, or clothing. So I can use it on my rectum? No. It is used for craft, home, auto, and office projects to mount things on surfaces such as paper, cardboard, wood, laminate, and fabric. We are glad to see in her recent video that Miss Brown is receiving medical treatment from her local medical facility, and we wish her the best. So basically, they're telling her, bitch, don't come for us. We're not giving you a fucking dime. Cause... What a fucking idiot! <laughs> And that's the bad thing is that you're not allowed to make fun of this of this person because, well, it's Black History Month and she happens to be of that ethnic persuasion. Well, fuck you. Everyone made fun of the white woman who mistakenly put super glue in her eye thinking that it was eye drops. Oh, that's right. I forgot that about shit. her. So, yes. Well, but, but we're not allowed to make fun of this dumb fuck because, well, she comes from a marginalized ethnic background. Yeah. Oh, fuck yourself. She's a goddamn idiot. Fuck her. Maybe next time she'll drink it. I had a pretty good joke, and I'm trying to remember what... I, again, my fucking memory is so... I can't even stand it, how dumb my memory is. I can't think of my own... That's why I write stuff down, John. I know. I'm trying to figure out what I said. Ah, here it is. This is what I said. I said, Gorilla Glue can fix a lot of things. Stupid isn't one of them. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Couldn't remember that, Ron Bob. White. Can't fix stupid. Can't fix stupid with Gorilla Glue. I used to tell people the only thing I can't mend with a caulk gun is a broken heart. Ah, look at you. Such the romantic. I can't wait to see that Match.com profile. Hey, did you know that Tesla bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin? That's all you need to know about that. Well, he, okay. So he bought that. So he, he is... No, Tesla did. Not Elon. I Tesla understand did. it. Tesla is his, his company, right? Well, he's the CEO of it. Well, yeah, okay. So he bought that much Bitcoin. So he thinks it's going higher. It actually went up. That 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 particular thing when you like look on the graph, it it bumped it up. I think four or five thousand dollars per Bitcoin, but then it dropped back down to kind of where it was after that. So because I think when it went up that high, some dudes were like, "Sell, sell! I need this money," and they they took advantage of the bump and it dropped it back down. Well, the. Uh, the government is looking into him because he would tweet like when he tweeted GameStop, that that stock went through the roof or he would just tweet like, what did he just tweet the other coin he would do dollar sign gme and then he'd do dollar sign btc or whatever right he's also been posting just the emoji of a rocket which is like a 
I don't want to say dog whistle. It's like a sign. I think he supports Doge as well, which is right, a meme. Douche coin? Yeah, I yeah. think they're worth like point zero zero six seven cents per coin. So, you know, if you want to turn a $100 into $120 real quick, just drop it on Doge and uh, wait about two hours and you can probably do that. But Well, listen, you know what, Bob? One thing that we are here at the Bullhorn Podcast is we are... We're fair and balanced, Bob. That's what we are. We're fair and balanced. Hey, keep your fox out of my cable box. Right. Well, wait a minute. No, here. Robinhood, the app that everybody was buying and selling all this uh, game stock and uh, AMC stock and all that, they're hit with a wrongful death suit from a family that uh, their son committed suicide. Alex Kearns died by suicide last year, age 20, after he bought and owned $100,000 of trades that he made on Robinhood. And now the company is being sued. So it was, I think this is before this whole GameStop thing went. He logged on to his uh, Robinhood app, and he looked, and it said that he owed $730,000. But what happened was it didn't catch up yet. So he figured that his life was ruined, and he took his own life. Apparently, he's never had a mortgage. Well, I understand that. You know, again, I don't understand it. Like in the, you know, when the first stock market crash happened in the twenties or the thirties or whenever the fuck that happened, people were jumping out of fucking buildings. He owns nothing. He has nothing. And if he was that much in debt, he could just went bankrupt. And what what are they going to do? They're not going to throw you in jail. They can't kill you. You can only kill yourself. Ah, what a pussy. That's what I say. See you later, you weak bitch. Next, we got to make men men again. That's right. Oh, oh, I, I. Okay, fucked up. I can't take it anymore. Fuck off. Bye. And even when men that are men, even when they do something, that next thing you know, everybody wants to cancel them. So you didn't watch the Super Bowl. I did. Hell no. Near the end of the game, a guy ran out onto the field. And it is now now policy that they don't show the guy running around because they figure that if you show him that everybody's going to do it just to get on TV. So they don't show the guy running around. But the radio guy, he will make the call. He he makes the call when they run out on the field. And I happen to have this. So tell me when this guy fucks up. Here we go. Down 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Wow. Well, (laughs) there goes that. You know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything like they're trying to cancel him. I mean, when it first came out, everybody's like, what do you mean, be a man? You don't have to be. Your men can wear bra and panties. Oh, God. In a bedroom behind closed doors while his wife is walking around wearing a dominatrix outfit. Then, yes. Listen, this guy is a, a man's man. He's a sports announcer. You know, he's a manly kind of guy. Guy, and was what he was in, Bob, was he was in a onesie that was a thong onesie. Yeah. So it looked like he was in a bra, but he so was. It wasn't. looked like he was downtown on gay day. 
right in a march so when he's like pull you know pull up your pants take off the bra and be a man he meant be a masculine man is what he meant and then everybody's like oh, oh my god he said be a masculine oh, you don't have to be a masculine man you can be a feminine man or you can your man your man parts can be turned into women parts <laughs> the fuck with you people i'm done with you people Again, he said, "Let be a man." So what? Be so he meant it. Be a man, and I, you know what, Bob? I agree with him. Pull up your pants, take off your onesie, and be a man. Well, I mean, just don't do it on the field. Now there is a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, but he took a bet with a uh, one of those apps that you can do. I forget DraftKings or whatever. You could bet the right the coin toss, and I forget what they call those. God damn it, my memory. Anyhow, he took apparently he took a bet for a lot of money that somebody would run out on the field during the Super Bowl, and then he ran out on the field. Was it seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars? It, I might have been a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm wondering if you take a bet that you're going to run out, that someone will run out on the field, and then you run out on the field. Do they have to pay that bet off because you've kind of influenced it? If he doesn't get paid and he loses, would he kill himself? Robin Hood? Maybe he would. He would. I mean, young, yeah, listen, we lose kids all the time to stupidity. So guess what? The boss got a DUI? Yeah, uh, apparently this happened three months ago. And um, because of that, Jeep was smart enough. Jeep had the common sense to go ahead and pull their Super Bowl time commercial that they were going to run that featured Bruce Springsteen. I refuse to call him the boss because uh, he can go fuck himself. I've never really cared for him. I think he's a talent, talentless asshole. Three months ago, he got a DUI in Jersey, no less. So, no kidding. If you're busy virtue signaling for the left by shitting on a president that nobody likes and threatening to move to Australia if the orange man wins, they will hide your crimes that if you were a conservative, well, it would normally be front page news. Well, to be honest with you, I think probably what happened was you know that they take these Super Bowl, they record these Super Bowl commercials way in advance, right? Yeah, yeah, months and months and months. So months. they spent all this money, and it was like a two-minute commercial. I mean, it was ridiculous. I didn't watch it. I didn't see it, but, you know, I've seen people complain about it. It's a two- And it's basically, listen, I lived in Jersey my whole life. I've been to at least 10 Bruce Springsteen concerts. I never liked Bruce Springsteen's music on the radio, but he had a great concert, a lot of energy and everything. And this is back when Clarence, the big man would play the saxophone. So when they were talking about him doing a two minute commercial about Jeep and him just talking, I just thought to him, well, basically all he's doing is doing what he used to do after every song. He would tell a story. So fucking Clarence could catch his breath before the next song. And, uh, it would start out with like, you know, I remember back when I was, a." Uh, just a youngin, and uh, I started driving my first car, and I was going down the street, and I saw this little girl, and you know she was short in stature, and she looked like she was lonely, and she had ripped pet jeans, and she was at the ice cream parlor, and I pulled up and asked her what she, how old she was, and she said she was eighteen, and then from there on it was party on. So we went out a few times, and we went back one time to where we used to park, where we could watch the city lights, and we did what kids do at that time, and 
she wanted me to put on a condom. And I said, listen, you, I'm not putting on a condom because I don't like condoms. And then we made love. And after that, I dropped her off and left her by the side of the road like Thunder Road. Everybody. <laughs> they would break into Thunder Road. He would do these long, long stories about. I love these people that say they're going to move if so-and-so wins because they're not. You know, Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell has a house that she's been trying to, in New Jersey, that she's been trying to sell for five years. It's worth millions of dollars. She can't sell the goddamn thing. That uh, Jeep commercial probably went like this. Well, in Bono Factory, we work real hard, and when we get done working, we need a Jeep. You know what I mean? He's fucking, he's such a piece of shit. He's talentless as fuck. He can go eat a dick. I hope he moves to Australia anyway, just because fuck him. Uh, I think you, as a resident of fucking New Jersey, should be embarrassed to have him be from New Jersey. Listen, this state has the Jersey Shore. I mean, there's a lot of things to be embarrassed about from being in New Jersey. The only thing good about New Jersey is it's tomatoes, as we all know, and it's sweet corn. And Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi. Uh, but yeah, I think Bon Jovi's even a, basically, a, most of them are Democrats. But again, he's been a raging liberal his whole life. And I mean, that's okay. Play that music again, Bob. What? Play that music. Where did you just get that music from? Oh, you played that with your guitar? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what... You know, back when we were at the Stone Pony, one of the things I loved about the Stone Pony was the broads there. I mean, they're sitting there with their flannel shirts and their clamshell tops with their tits hanging out. And their... I tell you what, one thing about Jersey girls is they know how to give head. Yeah, something like that. That's, <laughs> That's how he would do between songs. <laughs> Yeah. We got to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I've been to a few Bruce Springsteen concerts back in the day. Yeah, I I hate Bruce Springsteen. I've never liked his music. Not a one song he does. I think everything he does is absolute garbage. I got, so. I'm telling you, man, yeah, if you ever saw him live, I'm, I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan. I'm not. I You know, I'm like you. I never really liked the music, but... My all my friends around here were big Springsteen fans. They're like, "We're going to the Springsteen concert. I got you a ticket." And I'm like, "Ugh, okay." So then we would go and we would um, tailgate and we would go into the concert. And I got to tell you, he really and he played for out like three hours. He would play. You're like, motherfucker, when is this going to be over? Well, I don't know about now, but back in the day, if you went to a Springsteen concert, you would have enjoyed yourself. I'm pretty sure. Just because of the energy and the way he performed. It was good. Nope. <laughs> you don't think so? All right. I could crack my fucking knuckles with more <laughs> harmony than that fucking asshole has in his voice. He's terrible. Ah, uh, Bob. Well, we've done it again, Bob. Bunch of backslapping bullshit. And you're working at the factory and working real hard. Now, fuck off. Douche. 
I never had grease on my hands because I never pretend. worked a day in my life because I've always been a musician. But I pretend like I'm a blue collar man because it gets me some pretty decent poontang. And what's weird is I think most of the people buying Jeeps probably voted for Trump anyway. So what the fuck is are, are, are they doing picking him as their spokesperson? Whoa, 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 I'm the man who drives down the road in a Jeep because I can. Whoa, whoa. Only thing good about him that ever came out of any of his songs is uh, Cheech Marin from uh, Cheech and Chong redid one of his songs and called it Born in East L.A. And it was kind of funny. Born in a East L.A. Man, I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Bob. I think we've done all it all. All right, John. I think we've said it all. I think there might be some crust in this episode because we went about a minute 30, an hour 32. You always talk too much, John, but I, um, I wish that our listeners would talk to us. Give us a call at 858-599-8558. Call us up and put us down, and uh, you know the other socials. Go ahead, John. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Bullhorn Pod. And we are also, if you want to send us a an email, we are bullhornpod at gmail.com. There you go. Thanks for listening. See you I'm going to get me some Aunt Jemima syrup. Can't get Aunt Jemima syrup. Damn it, Bob. <laughs> See you later, John.